going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, yo, yo. What it do, people? Hey, it's episode 45. That might say halfway through the game, but hey, we we got more episodes to give for you. What are you lot saying? Active out bro. here, bro. Active. We good. As you guys um, listened to our last episode, there was no winners, um, but this week, yeah, we're happy to say there have been some winners, and of course, there's been some L's. Um, <laughs> but we, we're gonna get into that later. But before we start with the game reviews, I just want to shout out. Um, oh, I nearly slipped my tongue there. Um, Lewandowski, man, or Lewandowski, as Kenna would say, man, <laughs> finally got um, his accolades, long, long deserved. Um, some might say if the Ballon d'Or still went on this year, he would have won it. Um, so yeah, as you guys may have seen or may not seen, the FIFA Best Awards happened earlier this week. Um, Lewandowski got given, got given the best player, and I was just saying to the guys earlier. I feel like, yeah, there's only one person that deserved this. Take aside Messi and Ronaldo. Um, Lewandowski was a machine man last season. He just had a penchant for scoring, didn't he? I mean, scoring <laughs> was every Champions League game. Like, I get there was only one tie on from the quarters, but that's still, like, that's a man who turns up, to say the least. And it was never just poachers' goals either. He always had that bit of flair. He could go for the long range. Like, I remember against Chelsea, just, Every touch he seemed to have turned to gold. Like, incredible, incredible year. Exactly, you know. And um, I'm just happy that he finally, you know, gets the recognition he deserves. As you said, he's just a goal-scoring machine. Won, obviously, multiple trophies in Germany with Bayern. But as you just said there, Jake, in the Champions League. Didn't score in the final, funny enough. But, you know, um, he contributed over the year, I've got the stats up now. Fifty-five goals in forty-seven games and ten assists. You know how silly that is. Sixty-five goal contributions in forty-seven games. It's it's nuts, man. Nuts. I long, long deserved, man. But yeah, shout out to him, man. Obviously, would have liked to see him in the Prem. He's probably in Arsenal. Wenger's could have signed X Eleven. Um, you probably hear Arsenal Wenger say something stupid along those lines. Nah, he's saying, in Big saying, Sam's, innit? Big saying, Sam's? Saying that, uh, Munya, he, he was actually in um, Sir Alex's nearly signed. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, apparently, um, you know, the same season that we uh, signed, we, we eventually signed Van Persie, apparently uh, Lewandowski was actually our main, uh, um, our number one option. Um, but Dortmund didn't want to let him go. And apparently he was keen to come as well, but I guess that's what they all say. But yeah, he he was actually our number one uh, choice over Van Persie, which I found quite interesting. Imagine that. How things could have been different for you, man, if you know. I mean, obviously Van Persie came on and from the league, but having Lewandowski, man, that would have been something else for United. Yeah, man. Would have been set for for the next decade, really. Basically. Um, but unfortunately for our listeners, there's also some good news. There's also some, you know, not so good news um, as we know and we saw some of these League Two, League One fans weren't really still here for the, you know, the Black Lives Matter, you know, just, you know, kicking racism at the game. They, they still want to keep it in the game. Um, as some clubs booed as the players took the knee, the FA came out and took no action. And I, I want to get you guys' opinion. For me, that's just stupid because it's, it's not going to change. If you're still not going to put any action towards the clubs, 
any fines or points deductions, like it's not going to change. I want to know what you lot think. I'm personally not surprised by the FA doing nothing. It just seems like a like the FA the way it's run just seems like a horrible body. They seem like they just make up their rules as and when they go along. So for them to take a harsh well to not take a harsh stance, like I say, I'm I'm not shocked by it whatsoever. I, if they had actually come out and given some serious punishment to it was Millwall, wasn't it? Millwall and Colchester. Millwall and Colchester, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. like say, I it's abysmal. You should be coming out. They should be backing what they say because they'll come out and say something about we're all against discrimination we're all against racism of all kinds we believe in a fair society but when you like you say your actions speak louder than your words you do nothing about it like it's harsh to punish the clubs but you have to do something more than what they've done which equates to nothing and I mean yeah that's it more or less I think you said it there FA just make up the rules as they go they don't really know what they're doing you see their own um, boards changing after still using racist like language. Like, could you believe it was it Greg Dyke or someone who just resigned? Um, obviously, um, whoever they were left with immediate action. Um, but I'm gonna keep it with you, Jake. Actually, mm-hmm. we're just gonna go straight into the games as it's been you know a hectic week. Um, all the clubs played two games, one in, in the week and um, one on the weekend. One on the weekend for us, sorry, and then one during the week. Uh, who did you have last on the weekend, Jake? So we started off Wolves, which wasn't a great result for us, but I'll go to that in more detail. And then we had West Ham. So two, two teams two, in the two, top. Two big games. Two big games for you guys. I mean, yeah. so how did you get on with the first one, Wolves? Uh, poorly. That's, that's the start of it. No, I mean, obviously coming into the game, there's been a lot of chat about how Lampard, when he went on this unbeaten run, we hadn't actually played anyone in the top half. And so going to Wolves, that should have been the place to put down a marker. And the first half, quite simply put, was absolutely boring. Like both teams were very much eager to let the other team have the ball in their half. No, There was no big pressing. Both teams were looking to play on the counter. It was yeah, very, very boring half. The only moment I remember was just before the half ended. We had a corner and Zuma hit the crossbar from it continuing our great run of form on attacking set pieces. Second half, started a lot better. Obviously, Frank got into the boys. Giroud gets his goal, thanks to VAR saying it did cross the line. But then the reaction after that, it was almost like when Calvin was speaking about Spurs against Palace. You go 1-0 up and you don't go for the kill. And we just looked dead. And it wasn't a case of we were looking to defend. We just weren't attacking with the same creativity, the same same vibes that we were earlier in the season. We just really looked tepid. We looked uninspired going forward. And Wolves were coming more and more into the game. Podence was beating anyone that was in front of him, basically. That's how he created the first goal. He sent Chilwell. He then sent James. James got back up in time for him to shoot, but takes deflection off James, goes to one all. You're looking then for a reaction for Chelsea. Again, doesn't really happen. Wolves are still playing on the counter. It's getting to extra time now. I'm probably thinking both teams are going to take the draw and then just some horrible discipline from our midfield. They get the ball clear and on the halfway line, Neto picks up the ball and it's a 2v2. I can't remember who he was. It might be Fabio Silva or Traore, but them two against Zuma and Thiago Silva. I know who I'm picking. And, <laughs> and Boy, Neto... Please. 
he's got so much ground to do whatever he wants with Zuma. And bear in mind, I'm already raging at him because he got booked earlier for diving for a penalty. And he, he just skins Zuma, puts him in the bottom corner. It's 2-1, right at the death. Game's over. And yeah, Ch- Chelsea from that in that game, they did... No, it, if a draw was a fair result, but at the end of the day, this is the Premier League. You don't get just fair results because that's what they should be. And Wolves played really well. They they really did. They were defensively solid. They kept us out of the game. They, they've seen how Everton played against us, but they stuck to their guns and played their three at the back after their recent four-the-back experiments. And yeah, it was, it was a poor performance from Chelsea. And when you lose two in a row, especially after a big unbeaten run, I mean, I, I was getting the questions. Oh, yeah, we're still back in Lampard. Like, I've been facing all year, it seems. So we were looking for a reaction. And West Ham game comes along. We make a couple of changes, you know. So, sorry, Jay, before before you move to the West Ham game, I just want to say shout out Drew, though, because I know um, he came off. He wasn't happy after the game, obviously. But he did score a really good goal. I mean, it, yeah. this is like um, Giroud's, like, bread and butter. Those near corner finishes, so shout out him, man. I mean, Arsenal could definitely do him again. I don't know why, but as Pete was once saying to me, would I have him back? Yeah, I probably would right now. But yeah, I just I want mean, to shout out, shout out Giroud. Yeah, so it, against Wolves, it was very much like it was very much against Everton where he was just struggling to get on the ball. Not for anything that he was lacking, but we were just very poor. I mean, apart from I'd say Pulisic, because him he, he's so direct and he can beat any man that he wants to. That kid. But apart from him, offensively, we were just really uninspired. That The loss of Ziyech to injury is really harming our chances right now. But yeah, like Giroud did his job. Um, Reese James picked up a knock, which is not great for us. Because I think the way we've been playing has made him and Chilwell look fantastic. And so in the West Ham game, we have to obviously take James out. Apparently, he's not going to need surgery, so it's just a case of seeing when he comes back, but hopefully still comes back during this Christmas period. We took Giroud off for Tammy, which I can see why, like just as a bit of a freshen up, just to because they do offer slightly different things. Obviously, Tammy offers a lot more pace in behind, and when you're playing West Ham, we're already a very physical team. Giroud's probably going to struggle when he's the only one taking on their back line. And then the big change for me was putting in Jorginho over Havertz, Havertz against Wolves drifted again. There was nothing from him, really, offensively. It was another case of just missing his passes. Podence made him look silly on multiple occasions. So I think it was good for Jorginho to come in and just offer us that control at the base of the midfield, offer his range of passing. And we started off the game. Rice had a goal disallowed for offside, which was fair. And then we went up the other pitch and scored from another set piece. Again, we're really showing a new lease of life going forward. I mean, I think we've scored now 10 goals from set pieces, which is the most in the Prem. Uh, so we are really just making our angles there. Thiago Silva scoring the goal. Ben Chilwell comes off for an injury. He thought he could run it off, but he couldn't. That's, like I say, a big loss, especially coming up when we've now got to play as Pilaquea, who, as much as I love him and who's still got fantastic instincts defensively, his legs aren't there. He was getting he got outpaced by Declan Rice after giving him five ten yards. Like the the guy's gone offensively, so sorry defensively. So we can hope we've got to try and mitigate that. And then on the left side we've got Emerson, who is just, for lack of a better word, shit. 
<laughs> like offensively, he doesn't have the delivery, and defensively, he just loses his man constantly. Like, as soon as it, as soon as the substitution happened, I remember putting in the chat thinking that Bowen was going to have a great game because he could just repart and never chose to take him on. So we never got to see that. Rest of the first half, we were probably second best. We weren't looking to dominate the game. West Ham were really being physical. They were trying to get on the ball. They had another goal disallowed. I think it was Bowen because Suchek fouled in the build-up. So it was a bit more of a contentious decision, but there was nothing more to it. Werner missed another great chance. It's almost becoming his MO at the minute. Gets a pull I mean, through one-on-one. You need, to have word you need to have a word with him because he's in, he's in our fantasy at the moment. And oh, he's not in mine anymore. <laughs> I, I think took it's him out. No, I took him out, man. It's yeah. time to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's 10 games now without a goal for club and country. And for me, it's just confidence issues. Like, the, the guy's head's gone. Like, something, that chance they got. So, he gets put through one-on-one by Pulisic. And considering he's right foot, it's on the left-hand side, that left channel, you're, sort, you're expecting him to either take it first time with his right foot and try and curl it into the bottom corner, like, like on Rewood in his prime. Or if he does take that touch, to put it onto his left and then either drive it into the top corner or put it in the bottom bottom far corner, whichever one. And he's just caught in two minds. Takes that first touch, can't get it out from under his feet, doesn't really know what to do and just sort of prods it at Fabianski. And that that is what it is. He's, he's doubting himself. He's looking very indecisive. And in the Premier League especially, you give the defender that half second, that second to get back. They're not going to take a second opportunity. And yeah, it was poor from Werner, but hey-ho. Second half, West Ham are still in control, but they're not doing anything. They had zero target shots on target the whole game. They're trying to push forward more men, more men. And then when that happens, the gaps appear. Tammy takes two goals in a matter of minutes. One from Werner trying to put it into the top corner and completely miscuing it. <laughs> but it gets played straight through to Tammy. Uh, it was a 3-0 win. You can't complain about that. But we didn't look dominant. It was definitely a flattering result for us. So it was good to win just to get that hoodoo off. It was a big win, especially reaction of two losses on the bounce to show that we can nail down because defensively we did look really solid. Like Thiago Silva was just putting out every fire that was possible. And yeah, like not too much from that. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I wish the Wolves result went better, but you can't win all of them. So we just got to keep moving, keep progressing. I think as you said there, Jake, 3 0 win. What a good um, what a good bounce back from obviously, you know, the defeat to Wolves. And then you, you know, West Ham Arnold was an easy um opponent, especially they love playing these London clubs as well. Mm-hmm. It's like their cup finals each year. And um what's funny though, just going back to the Wolves game as well, Wolves have obviously beat you guys. And obviously for our listeners, they then on went on lost to Burnley. I mean, Arsenal lost to Burnley, but I mean, yeah. Wolves. It, this this season is just shaping up to be something. Something's else. not right. Something's not yeah. right with Wolves, man. I think like since the um, uh, Jimenez went down with the horrific injury uh, against Arsenal, they've just not looked. Um, obviously, obviously they got the win over Chelsea, but I just feel like. You know, there's certain games that you 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 think you know. You look at last year's um, last year's performances; they they would get the win. But, but do um, you remember? Do you remember last season? It was maybe we're a bit further down now. But last season they started really poorly. I think in the first like seven eight games they didn't win one. So 
it might be a case again of where they kind of it takes them a bit of time and then in the latter half of the season it just clicks. But Possibly. yeah, I think I, I agree with you though. I mean, they they just lack something. Mm. It, I, I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's, it's yeah not you, right. you've also had haven't you like Adama Traore's had his contract issues. Like he was expecting a decent pay rise after his performances last year, and nothing's really come. So I think he's probably a bit disgruntled and with that and Jimenez, you've lost your, your essentially your strike force last year. I mean, they were fantastic together. Mm-hmm. And this year they combined, obviously Jimenez with his injury and Triore just from maybe disgruntledness have, la- have offered nothing really all season. So you're then asking players like Podence and Neto to step up and consistently they're not going to. I mean, Fabio Silva's now their main striker and he still hasn't scored. Yeah. Like you're asking an 18-year-old with a big price tag to be your main man. It's probably expecting a lot. And you can tell it's stressing them because Nuno, after the Burnley game, was having a massive rant saying that Lee Mason isn't right for the Premier League. Like that, For me, it just screams not desperation, but definitely struggling to find the, r- the right answers to the questions. Yeah, That was a big shout from him, by the way. And I wonder what's going to happen. I think he worded it okay that he won't get any action taken on him, but um, yeah, Nuno lost his head a bit after the game. I saw that interview and I mean, yeah, there has been questions of the Premier League referees this year and in the last years, in fact, if they're still good quality. So I can see his frustration there, but like Jake, as you said there, maybe he's just drawing to, to some more excuses if his team aren't performing. Um, and whilst on Wolves, we're wishing, you know, Rahul Jimenez, um, a speedy recovery. We've seen pictures of him out and about seeing the team at training. So, you know, we, we hope to see him back on the pitch um, sooner than later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for that, Jake. Uh, things are looking good at Chelsea FC again. You know, Frank is starting to answer some questions. Um, on the weekend, another London derby for you guys. Um, what are you saying? The way Arsenal are playing, let's, <laughs> let's face it, we should win. And yeah. we, we should win handily. I mean, Arsenal right now, I mean, we're obviously going to speak about them a little bit more. But for me, they just look like a side that are in a complete and utter rut. Now, the one thing that does worry me, and we're seeing, I mean, Martinelli's back. I'm just going to say how it is. That kid against us was fantastic. And he's obviously like one of the shining lights. He didn't, he didn't really play that much last season, from what I recall. I mean, the fact that the Kante thing was in January of this year still frightens me. That feels like it was so long ago. But, yeah, we, we should win that game. The Arteta, obviously, he's shown his ability in the bigger matches to get his tactics right. You think of the FA Cup run last season. You think of the United game this season, where, where in those one big off games, he knows how to solidify his team. He knows how to win on the counter and grit out that 1-0 victory. Obviously, a lot of the personnel aren't going to be there. I do worry with our fullbacks. Like I was saying earlier, I think it is going to be a struggle. And I think we could definitely be attacked down them. You've now had a Bamiyang score again. But, but we should win. I'll back my team to do that. If we don't win, I would be disappointed. If it's a draw and we look bad, again, I'll be disappointed. If it's a draw and we look good, I could accept it. But I still would not be extremely happy. There's an opportunity to take points from Arsenal. And there was an era in which we always took points from Arsenal. Like Didier Drogba scored. All right, all right, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, but we should we should win that game. We'll have five days of rest. We're hoping Hudson Odoi will be back. 
maybe ZH at a push. But having those two will definitely mitigate some losses that we've had from James and Chilwell being out in terms of the wide areas. Oh, cool. So, straight as it is, we're going to go from West London, so Southwest London, whatever you like to say, to North London, to my gooners. Um, we've got Mitch, we've got Tabs in the building, we've got Toes in the building. <sighs> yo, 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 yo. Tabo, you've been quite vocal recently in the chat, and obviously, you know, there's going to be a few clashes with Arsenal fans. Um, talk to me, yeah. my G. Um, what, you think there have been a few clashes? Well, you know. Have you, <laughs> been ta- have you been taking the high road, Tabs? You've been taking the high road, brother. No, I've been calm, man. I've been uh, seeing it for what it is, really. Do you know what I mean? I hear that. Um, obviously. What is it, bro? <laughs> big, big shit, mate. Big shit. <laughs> I don't know what other words to use, but yeah, it's not it's not been great, has it, at the minute? I mean, we've not won a game since Man United. How many games ago was that? About too six, many. Six, six, six games, yeah. I think, like... When we watch Arsenal at the minute, we just know we're gonna lose. Like, there's no that's a, hope. Oh, like, that's a yeah. yeah, there's just no hope at the minute. Um, yeah. So, Munya, where would you like me to start? So we had a midweek game against um, Southampton. Um, so that was last week, and then we'll do the weekend game. So just kick it off with the Southampton game with the Emirates. Okay. Um. So, uh, I mean, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, Southampton game, I think we went 1-0 down within the first 15 minutes, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. Theo Walcott uh, with a great finish, actually. Um, but mistake from Gabriel to let the ball kind of uh, slip through him uh, from, uh, was it um, Adams who um, assisted Theo Walcott? I'm not too sure, but yeah, slipped him in. Uh, we go 1-0 down. Um, and then from that, I think Arsenal kind of, you know, um, did look like they were coming back into the game. But then again, not not many chances created. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, move on to the second half. Um, we equalise. I can't remember if the equaliser was before uh, Gabriel getting sent off. Does it was before. It was. It, it was, was before. before. It was before. The yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Um, we equalise. We equalise. Um, Fushat, um uh, Abamia yeah. finally scored, but um, Saka with a brilliant, uh, you know, run from about the halfway line. Or, Good link up with Nketiah as well. Still. Yeah. Um, so. I was really <laughs> vocal when Aubameyang scored and everyone was like, why are you so happy? But I was just happy for him to finally get a goal and to get over that duck that he, he had been going through uh, of not scoring from open play or however many game it, games it was. So we thought, OK, game on. Um, we can make a comeback. And there were two quick yellow cards, uh, one on the halfway line from Gabriel, which I think watching back, they were both silly yellow cards. Um, to get, um, I, I, I don't really think. I think there was sort of, I think it was cheap. More of the second one, I yeah, think you know, more, more of the second one because you know, you know, Theo was gone there. So but, if he didn't do one, that, sorry, it's one tackle on. after the other for me. I think, yeah, the ref sort of, but the first one wasn't even a tackle, he kicked yeah, the ball like, yeah, that's why I'm saying that the first mutt is questionable, but definitely the but, second is a yellow, but yeah, it was unfortunate. 
Exactly, and that's when I sort of think about it. Like, I think I always say the ref doesn't, the refs don't oh, like yeah. us. They really, they really don't like us out there. I, and people might think I'm trying to say, oh, the world's against us. But I, I've always said it for since since Venga days, we've always been mistreated with refs. Yo, pay your I'll bill, say, man. Pay your I'll bill. Say, um, I'll say one thing about um, the red card. I mean, it, I think it was, it was definitely a deserved red card. And I think while Gabriel has been our player of the year. I have to say that he does have a tendency to try and always be too touch tight to his yeah. man. And he, he le- it leaves him very susceptible to being rolled. And he's just got to be a bit more mature than that, man. Like, I mean, I think the guy's, are, he's, he's got a good footballing brain on him, but he does have that rash gene, I think. And in that situation, like, you have to be smart about fouls. And I, I just feel as if a lot of Arsenal players lack the intelligence to kind of make the right fouls at the right times where the referees yeah. are not looking. And, I mean, it was a definite, it was a definite second yellow and red. Like, I had no complaints about it. It was just. I would even, I, I would even say that with his touch tight, um, what he tries to do, getting touch tight too much, was actually the reason why we conceded the first goal because he gets yeah. sucked in like that too tight, and the player gets it and then spins him, and then he's through, passes it through to Walcott, like, and he's left a gap, and I, yeah. obviously understandable. If he wins the ball, there we're all clapping, but because he's missed the ball and he hasn't won it he's left a gap now Tierney's on the back foot Tierney again is at fault he should be um, facing he's facing the wrong way around he's turned the wrong way around um, so there's a lot that you can with Arsenal there's a lot you can dissect into the goals it's a case of we're always got the ball got the ball and then it just takes two passes for the other team yeah, man. To just to just right. slide past us, it's just we got the ball. I was ball, complaining the ball about that to my dad, like um, yeah, like you're saying, like we've got it on the back line and we keep passing it, but like we're not really doing anything with the ball, and it's really exactly. actually frustrate frustrating. I mean, I, I know yeah. we used to get frustrated years ago, but we would actually smoothly pass it and then you know eventually get it in the goal, and at the minute we're just not doing that too. One thing yeah. I did notice as well, like um. Walcott was celebrating with a little bit of vim there. I was a bit, mm. a bit, bit confused by that one. I mean, I feel as if we gave him a career. Like, I mean, and I, I would say, I would where? say, you know, the, the sending off we gave him wasn't wasn't um, deserved. He deserved, he deserved more. Yeah. He deserved a more sent a better sending off. Wasn't it just kind of like through the back door thing? It wasn't. Yeah, like that sort of thing. You know, but, for the um, Mitch, building on that, yeah. yeah. Would you say that Arsenal actually do send off their legends like that? Let's let's be honest. All uh, of our I'm legends sure Rams, have left Rams, on Rams, that. Rams, Rams, Rams got clapped off. I remember that. Cazola. Yeah. We've clapped off Raziski. We've um, I get it, but like clapped off. I mean, clapped off, yes, but Ramsey didn't want to leave. And I don't see him ever coming back to the club to work for us or something like that. And I'm talking about our big legends, bro, as well. Like obviously, you I, know, I man don't like Vieira, all them man like why do you think that is like and, and now well, I, Theo Walcott celebrating is another thing because when you go to like Liverpool like not being funny even people like Torres Alonso they're not been there for like 10 years but they still get the respect when they go there they, they go and watch games you don't really see Arsenal legends doing that at Arsenal is that a I wouldn't I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that actually I think we we do celebrate our legends we oh there's a lot of players throughout the years that you know, have let us down. And Vieira being one of them, he did actually let us down because he, he thought, I, you know what, I'm better than this now. I can I get think I can that's a bit unfair else. to say that. No, but a lot of your players that he... thought that way no, at one point. That's, that's what I mean. Left. That's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say. It's players like Fabregas, players like Van Persie. They would ultimately be legends at the club who would be respected. But they the way they left was not 
it wasn't um, it wasn't very nice for the club. They didn't but, appreciate. But, I, I give but it. then that, it, the same yeah, point. That's what I'm Fernando saying. Yeah, yeah. Fernando Torres no, if, if you that. read if you read Wenger's book, Wenger actually goes into this. He says that there's players that left and then they would always come back and say, "Yo, do you know what? The way I left was not. It wasn't yeah. appropriate to the, what I, what the club has done for me. We've there's players we've bought them from when they were 16, 17, built them up, and then yeah. they basically all it is is just basically they snake us. Like they it's, it's snaking yeah. us. Um. And that's why I think there is legends out there. You know, we respect the players like Rosicki. He got a good sending off. Players like Ramsey, he got a good sending off. And, you know, when you say Ramsey didn't want to leave, I think ultimately Ramsey didn't want to leave. He wanted to sign a new contract. And then Juventus got in touch and he said, you know what, I'm out. No, no, no. But my point is, like, my point is by you saying about the players, right, um, saying that, you know, they left on whatever, is maybe the club's reason. That's what I'm trying to say to you, that the players then disagree with the club or, yeah. you know, their contracts and all them things, which then affect these people coming back. Not hear what Van Persie, future, Van Persie was day. talking about. It. He was talking about how um, when, basically, before he signed for United, like, I think he was in a meeting with, like, one of your chief execs and they were going through, like, talking about his new contract. And apparently, yeah. that the, the chief, chief exec was talking, talking about, about all the money that you guys got, yeah. yeah. And he was like, bro, like, I want to win. Like, what are we doing to, like, win? And I, so I think it's a bit harsh, isn't it, to say, like, you guys have been snaked. I just think like players get to a point where they want to see the club doing amb- like being ambitious, and they haven't seen that, so they, they have had to move on. Do you get it? So like it's it's, it's yeah. harder. I think in other clubs like Liverpool and so on, so on. They, even but, though but club- Liverpool, Liverpool throughout the years have haven't. Let's not let's not forget Liverpool for the most part of the Premier League have not been ambitious. They haven't been ambitious. Yeah, but they you wouldn't call been. a lot of their their current like if you think about Liverpool legends, it's probably from this. From this squad of players, obviously now, um, and then maybe a few from sort of Steven Gerrard era, other than. But like, my point is, you just always see, you always see previous players coming back and paying homage, and they, they don't speak a bad word. But then, like with Arsenal, it's just always something. Actually, I want to know who who have you got that you're thinking of that has said something bad. Obviously, you've got Van Persie who left them bad blood. You've got Ashley Cole who left them bad blood. You've got. Henri also left because uh, obviously his feud later on with Wenger in the coaching times and things like that. But, but wasn't, wasn't it with Walcott, with Walcott? Wasn't it just that like he wanted he wanted mad peas and you weren't willing to pay it? I thought that was what the more or less Walcott. I'm was not too sure. I thought but it was Walcott a peas. He, he, he wanted peas. He was never respected washed. by the fan base, though, was he? Like he was never. Walcott, we loved him. Um, oh, you loved him. Walcott, how can you be an Arsenal for 10 years and do fuck off for the club? I get it, but he didn't hit the heights, man. He, he underperformed consistently. That's it, Pete. Yeah, Sorry. Pete and Tosin said it on right there. Like, you never reached, you never reached it. This guy, what, taken to World Cup when he was yeah. proper young, 2006, whatever. 100 Premier League goals, though, no? For you, man. Is that, is that yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's yeah. just yeah, that's just by design, man. That's just by that's not by <laughs> that's not by anything, man. I mean, did you know he was ten years, forward, ten plus years ten of years, the club. You're gonna you're gonna get ten goals, ten a, goals season. a season. But yeah. would you, but Munya, what I was saying about the like he's a fan favorite. Like it, it's not like we used to chat shit about him, even though he wasn't. You know what I mean? Bro, like, I remember Arsenal still... fans going yeah, in on Walker. Man used to finish him from what I remember. I don't want to at you. I don't want to at you, but like, as soon as you said you liked him, there was like certain Arsenal fans that just loved Theo for some reason and they just never used to see why. That guy did right. nothing. All he did was just pace. He gave no you moments proper. though. Like he gave you nice moments, but like nothing. Anyways, before I lose my head, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we're going to go to him. Um, 
you know, as type of things for the Southampton feedback with Theo Walcott scored. Um, the club we actually sold Theo Walcott to Everton. We paid them in the week. Also, the club that we also sold a Wolby to for 40 million to this day. Shout out whoever negotiated that transfer. Thank Christ. <laughs> Bro, 40 million for Wolby. Oh, wow. Real bad. Um, but yeah, so that was um, Arsenal's midweek game uh, away to Everton. Um, who wants to run that one then? Toast, Mitch? Yeah, yeah, why not, man? I'll, I'll, I'll run run it a little bit. Um, yeah, another loss, another L. I think that's uh, one win. Is it two draws and seven losses in the last 10, 10 games, I think? Just oh. absolutely disgusting form. So, obviously, getting into the game, wasn't feeling confident. Um, Dominic Cavalier and obviously having the season of his career, kind of knew it was going to be a tough one against Holding. And, yeah, unsurprisingly, um, he was in both, both those guys were involved in the first goal. Um, Willian didn't get close enough to um, to Iwobi from the right-hand side. Um, across in the box, which Cavalier got his head on. And I think some people would say, yeah, it was it was unlucky. Um, it was an own goal. Holden didn't see the ball. But I just feel with Arsenal, like, it's always us. It's always an own goal. It's always a penalty. It's always like a mental mistake. It's always something. So, I mean, how many times can you just say, ah, it's, it's unlucky. We were unlucky, you know? I mean, if Holden is... A goal side of Cavalier, maybe maybe he cuts out the cross. You know what I mean? He's he's on the wrong side of him anyway. Like because at the end of the day, if Cavalier gets clean contact on the ball, it should be a goal anyway because he's great in the air. Um, we do manage to get back in the game with um, what I thought was quite a soft penalty. I mean, if, if it had been on the other end, um, I, I would have been pretty disappointed to have given that penalty away. But obviously, it was for us, so I took it. Um, I think it was Tom Davies uh, was quite late getting to the ball with um, in a challenge with Maitland Niles. Wasn't feeling confident about who was going to take the penalty. Pepe stepped up and he slotted it away to his credit. Um, but I obviously need to see more from Pepe in open play. I mean, it's all well and good scoring a penalty, but I mean, my my, my grandma can score a penalty, you know? So, um, the, man, the, the winner was just, for me, it's just, it's just disgusting, man. Again, Arsenal are just, for me, it just comes down to a lack of leaders, man, because I don't know if, like, Arsenal don't do anything in training. I don't know if we don't, like actually scout teams or prepare for teams. I don't know if we don't have a, a Friday night chat before the game about certain things in the game, but like at any level, not picking up the centre half is just absolutely disgraceful. Having Pepe on Mina um, from a corner is just absolutely disgraceful. It, it may as well have been a free header. And again, it just comes down to leaders, man. I mean, you can't have Shaka. You can't. You can't have Shaka as your captain um, and expect like. Not, sorry, Shaka, no, I know Shaka didn't play, but you can't have Shaka as your captain and as the club captain and have any inspiration from anyone on the pitch. Like, you can't have Aubameyang as your captain. Aubameyang is the captain of the team because he's the best player, not because he's an inspirational leader, not because he kind of organises, not because he's vocal, nothing like that. Like, from a set piece, like Mina, he's like six foot five. You can't have him running free from a corner. And for me, it just, the goal epitomizes everything that is Arsenal in 2020. Like there's no leaders, there's no accountability, just nothing. Um, Sigurdsson swings the ball in, bullet header for Mina. Um, from being from being overly critical, maybe Leno could have done a little bit better at his um but that's a uh, great header by the post. way. Magnificent it was, it was, it was header. A, it was a stellar header and yeah, two one. They went in two one just for for the half and I don't really need to run talk too much about the second half because, I mean, at no point did I feel as if we were ever really going to get a goal, even though we probably were the better team on the balance of play in the second half. Uh, man, we're in, a, we're in a very, very 
horrible spot right now. And um, like I said in a couple of pods ago, like I'm Arteta out until he digs his own grave. But like right now, I, I just don't see him getting out of the grave. Like honestly, I don't, man, because <laughs> he has made us. He's he's made us worse. Like I mean, like you give we we saw what Arteta's potential was at the end of last season, and um, like forgetting the FA Cup win, just I felt as if that we'd improved and we'd taken like steps forward, like defensively, especially those steps. Where are those defensive steps defensively now? I, I don't see them. I don't see any sort of system. We can't score. We have no confidence. Like I don't understand. I don't understand how we've become so much worse. And for me. Like I understand bringing in any manager, like it's still the same horrible players that we have. That and I don't see where the results are going to come from. But Arteta's not done anything right now to justify him still having a job right now. Like we're Arsenal Football Club, we're fifteenth, and we are an absolute disgrace. I've looked at the the fixture list for the last three months. I don't know where Dub's coming from. I've looked at the fixture list for the next three months. I still can't see where Dub's coming from. Like I mean, like. I, I, I just, I've just love, I've just lost the love of the game right now, man. I mean, I'm struggling to to watch us, man. I've never seen us in, in yeah, we're in disarray, man. Uh, toast, toast. Is it a case of Arteta's found his hearse? Um, he's got, he's got his car casket, and it's just time to close the casket now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro. I mean, you, I, I, I couldn't put it any better than this. And it's funny because I remember when I first said I'm Arteta in until um, he digs his own grave. I did not anticipate that. He would have dug his grave this quickly. Like the turnaround from the start of the season to now is just, it's just mind blowing, man. Where do you I mean, not think it's gone wrong then? Man. Man. The players. There's, there's, there's honestly, right, honestly aren't you the same so players many, that won, won their pick up for you? I think, but, but, I, yeah. I think there's, but they've not kicked on as well. I think well, there's a number of different issues, but what one, one of the main issues for me will be a point I made earlier is, is I think we just lack leaders, man. We lack, like mentality, you know, because in this sort of rut, the Burnley game, by all means necessary, you just need to get a result. You don't do stupid stuff like get a man sent off. Like you don't put yourself in a situation where you end up losing that game. That game was there for the taking. Burnley have been one of the worst teams this year and we still couldn't muster a result out of that. We couldn't even get a draw out of that game. Like, yeah. like mentality is just all wrong, man. Like, we, ugh, man, yeah, we're, we're, we're a disgrace. Absolute disgrace, man. But yeah, so obviously, you know, things things aren't looking too good on our side of North London. And um, as I said to Jake before we moved over to Arsenal, we have Chelsea on the weekend. Man City tonight, actually, in the Carabao Cup. But um, Premier League-wise, you know, the game up to Chelsea, which, you know, again, remember saying to Calvin um, in, when we had um, them, you think London Derby, you know, form comes out of the equation, they kickstart our, our season. But as Pete is just here saying and toasting, this could be it, man. This could be the final straw. If Arsenal maybe, you know, lose on the weekends. I mean, I've said to the guys, and you guys know my views, I was never a fan of Arteta coming to the club, but he got me hooked back in the club with that FA Cup win. But now I'm saying why I was never a fan. So, and now there's a whole talk of, like, we had to out. I've said it quite clearly. There's no way he's going to leave because we just, we can't go a somewhat step forward and then go 10 steps back. Can I just say, can I ask you something? Um, Not even like, like, um, adding or anything, but like, you see other clubs, yeah, even West Brom, as Toast said the other day, I'm not sure if it was Toast, but um, West Brom fired their manager after a 1 1 draw. Obviously, they've been on a a few bad results, but 1 1 draw against City away, 
that was not bad. Watford sacked their manager after he won manager of the month last last month. And this month uh, sacked him. Dortmund, like their manager, lost three games. Arsenal and Arteta haven't won at the carpet, like we said, for like six games, five games, yeah? There's no way that's inexcusable. I mean, if we're going to say that, yeah, we need to stick with him. When, when is it going to be the line? When's the line going to be drawn when we're in the bottom three? So if Ernest Shalom was here, Tabo, we've been, this is what we're saying. There's a whole bigger picture to this. It's not going to be an overnight success for Arsenal. And you're comparing us to the... Well, you're not comparing. You're, you're giving examples of West Brom. Those are teams in a different situation. Those teams have just got promoted to the Premier League. They need to stay up. I mean, there's been jokes about Arsenal going to get relegated or not. We won't get relegated. We'll stay up. But Arteta, as I've now realised, Arsenal Munya. for the long term. <laughs> Munya, Munya. Munya. Like, the thing, there's no game that we're going to win right Basically. now. But the thing is, what 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 okay, what alarms me in it from the outside in with Arsenal right now? Yeah, it's just that. All right, if I was watching Arsenal now, and then for example, obviously you've shunned Urza away, Saliba. Like if you if he was yeah. plan, planning to be a long term engagement, then it's almost like you play Saliba until he can gives I, you a reason not can to. I, can I? Can I? However, I this guy like look at your team now. You got Mustafi playing. You got Kazlashnyak playing. Like, this is like a results here and now thing. So technically, he should be judged on the here and now, not the long term. These are questions like Talbot's. I get what you're saying, but I don't have the answer for you. Like, can I? No, it's not a question. Is it? well, I was just I was asking everyone. It's more to of a statement. This is yeah. this is what I this is what I think. Yeah, right. So everyone's mentioning Saliba, like they've well, they've watched Saliba play a full season in French league. You haven't seen him play. How? Do you but you see Mustafi play. But what does that mean, Rich? What does that mean? Bro, bro, let me let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> why? Why does that? Why? Why do you think because he suddenly signed for the club? Oh, he's got to play. That's not the case. He he trained the he sees him play every train every day. But he's bro, not playing him. Mustafi's playing today. <laughs> Mitch, come on, bro. I, what I, does I that mean? Bad, mean so if he's as bad as Mustafi, yeah. then why he, he didn't even get a chance? No, he didn't no, even no, get a chance. No, one, no one's saying he's as bad as Mustafi. No one's saying anything, but football's football's about experience as well. He's 19 years old. He's so how do you get the experience not playing? Even a Carling right, Cup te- game. Na- or name even me, a Europa game. Name me, name me a top club that, that has that, that prefer to have a 90. What they would have Fofana's a nineteen year old player. Fofana's playing and a starting club, in Leicester. A top club. Chelsea. Yeah, Leicester's season. a top club. Oh my god. So what Chelsea, do you mean? Chelsea, <laughs> what Chelsea, they're above uh, us. They're above us. And he came from the same league. Bro, you're not Chelsea you're not were playing Tomori. So basically, so basically what you're saying You're trying to tell me he's worse than that's not um, my point. You you don't know he's if he's worse or not. You've never seen him play. Yeah, so exactly. exactly. So then you've got some play that. So, so play him. When he, so he might be worse. Then what? So I might think he's worse. Might be worse. Arteta worse than what worse. we've got right now. Yes, that's why he might be worse. That don't make sense. Our problem is he's not good enough. If he's no, because I tell you, young people. If he's good enough, then he would play. It's simple as that. Jake made a good point though. Maybe maybe he's just not good enough. I, I, I can see where the point of middle is coming because at the end of the day, like uh, if Arteta is not seeing enough in training from Saliba, why would you start him? But I think my point is, you know Mustafi's not good enough. You know for a fact Xhaka isn't good enough. <laughs> bro, or at least Toast has told me listen, every single point. This is the same Arteta not. that starts Xhaka every game, bro. Why? Okay, what what makes you think yeah, Arteta like is it's, this guy that's seen, silly. It's the best? But then, this conversation but then, the is silly. Is, but then let me let me explain the Xhaka thing. Xhaka has been starting not just for Arteta. He's been starting for. No, but my point he's is, start, he's starting for Emre, my point he's is, for Wenger. You're, 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 Mitch, you've just said, yeah, and they've all been wrong. 
Mitch, <laughs> yeah, you've just said yeah that you don't but know yet if, yeah, what, what he's seen in training. But what I'm saying is that why is Arteta's decision meant to be some final good? The fact is, he might be looking he's at him in training coach. so he's not good he's enough. The when he's he's the the that's the that's the thing, Mitch. Though, like, so then it's like, on his head. He's bad decisions. He's making bad decisions. We have to take Arteta's decisions with a pinch of salt. No, no, no. Because his decisions today haven't been good. So yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand why. What if his decision has been good, the fairs. Now, Mitch isn't backing him, to be fair, you man. He's actually not backing him. He's just trying to rationalize it. Okay, yes, I see it. My way. point is, is, I don't really see the justification behind you're, you're saying that. Like, 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 bro, what is Arteta saying in training right now? Hold on, Can I ask a question? No, let me just ask a question, right? So, you lot are saying Saliba, 19 years old, put him in the center, put him center back. You never, you've never seen him play yourself. Why would he play in there? Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. You've asked a question. Let me answer you. Let me answer you. Let me answer you, bro. I've got one more thing to say. When you when you posted that 18-year-old that um he'd been drafted from the youth team to the first team, what did you say? I said we can't rely on him. Did you see what that said? That said we're not that said we're not gonna that said that said we're not going to sign. Yeah, to save Arsenal money, we're going to rely. Right. I didn't say that. No one is saying we're relying on Saliba. He might be good enough. The, the guy might be good but no one, no one is saying we're going to rely on Saliba. We said, give him a chance and we can see for ourselves. Okay. So, as so we said, we hold on, hold on, relax. On. Yeah, let me speak. Because Arteta came up publicly and said, oh, I made a mistake not registering Saliba for the Europa League when he actually needed a centre-back. Okay, so why can't we rely on that? Why can't we give that center attacking midfielder a chance? Why did you laugh? Yeah, right? I, I didn't laugh at him. You did? I didn't laugh at him. But, I laughed at the club's decision to say they are saving. They are going to try and save, right, and hope for a player that's 18 to come in and save the team. And oh, I said, there no, we go. We and that's the same thing, said, isn't it? That's the same thing. No one it? is asking Saliba to save the team, bro. That's what you're saying. Just play no him in cup that. games, bro. Let's see what he's bro, about. See what said, you can do, man. Like, said, what the hell? Exactly. That's literally all it exactly. is. Exactly. And I'm just trying yeah, to let, say, the bro, play. let the coach, he's making a decision. The co- coach has made a decision. And but his decision so far has been wrong. wrong. <laughs> you know what? You know how I look at I look at like Fafana at Leicester. He came from the same club with, I'd say, less pedigree because Saliba was deemed as the better centre-back. More clubs were after him. Not being no, given a choice tag as well. Yeah, like, yeah. And he Fafana's gone Strides, in there. Jose played your youngster, Rondon, like uh, yeah. against Chelsea. Man, bro, there's no excuse, like, man. Like, man says, like, you we haven't seen the training. So, like, there's... Bro, if he's making excuses, saying, oh, he's homesick, oh, he's this, If Saliba like, was valued yeah. more, like, he was supposed to be the better <laughs> centre-back as well. Like, what justification can we have for him not having played one personal, personal game? Thing. It must be yeah, personal, yeah. man. There was an article on Sky Sports saying Arsenal are set for the next 10 years with Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still don't get it. I still don't... Uh, anyway, something um, must yeah. have happened behind those doors. Yeah. All right, see Strider. Nice to see you in the building, man. How you doing, yeah, bro? Yeah. Sorry, I'm late. Black man timing, but I'm here. Gotta get your peas up, innit, fam? No, we hear that. We hear that. Um, we're going to move to you, man, anyways. So, um, there was a very big, big, big game for you lot um, last week, during the week. You went You'll to... never want uh, We'll get to you, mate. All right. Jesus. We'll get to you. Um, as Kenna just got in there, um, you went to Liverpool. Um, mm. thought it was going to be, you know, probably your, your biggest test so far on the Jose, um, just to see where you guys are. Um, how did that go, bro? <laughs> Why are you crying like you didn't watch the game? <laughs> Fam, I'm giving you a chance to speak. I'm giving you a chance to speak. 
Then we'll get into it. You know how this was. Get them, out of them, here. Them, them clown memes were strong. I like the live strikes. They were really cool. Yeah, man. Do you know what? I, man, them have been waiting for Spurs to have a little wobble so they could jump on. My, I know they've they've had certain things. They've been waiting, waiting, waiting. And yeah, obviously, the, the L inevitably came as I thought it would at Anfield. Um, look, going to Liverpool is not easy, man. Despite the fact that they're not running away with it this year, they still are the best team in the league. Um, but on another day, we take our chances, we win the game. So going into the game, I thought we'd draw um, based on how we've played in the other big games so far this season. Um, when from the from the minute one, we went defensive as I, as I knew we would. Liverpool put a lot of pressure on us, pressed us high, didn't let us play out. Usually when we get the ball and try to fight, find Kane and have runners off of him, it works, but we couldn't even get the ball to Kane. They were all around him like a rash and, and they were getting a lot of joy down the sides. They go one the lot with a deflected goal. Very lucky. Um, but you, you don't shoot, you don't score. Obviously, loops in the air and goes in the back of the net. Um, and you're thinking, right, this is, a, this is a new test because, you know, in the previous games, we've, we've gone one the up. So we're 1-0 down now. Are we going to change our style? Are we going to try and come out a bit more? We didn't. We stayed, we stayed penned in. And I'm thinking this could be two or three potentially. Although Liverpool aren't creating clear-cut chances, um, eventually when you keep having chances, keep knocking at the door, all it can take is a mistake to, to go further down. But we managed to to get an equaliser. Great run from Lo Celso, great ball. People are saying Son was offside. He wasn't. He was on. And when, when Son's one-on-one with the keeper, he's ice cold, man. So, And it was weird because I didn't really see it. It was like they were showing a replay for something. And all of a sudden, Son was in. So it was like, what? Um, but yeah, one all. Uh, we go in... One or at half time, which is is a okay result at half time. The plan sort of worked, and then straight away from the second half, we get a great chance with Bergwijn, and it's just fallen to the wrong man. I mean, he's not. I think he's got nine appearances this year, zero goals, zero assists. I think someone mentioned it on, on last week's pod about if Kane and Son don't score, then who else will? And I thought, like, obviously, given the opportunity, someone like Bergwijn could step up, but he missed that chance. He then missed another chance, which was arguably better. Um, flick on from Son. He's in. He's one-on-one. I'm stood up at this point, getting ready to celebrate. Hits the post. From that corner, Kane misses a, a, a sitter from a header. So we're having, we're creating the best chances, despite the fact we've had no possession. We've hardly had touches in the opponent's box. The touches we have had in the box are clear-cut chances, in my opinion. Um and Liverpool, we, we nullified them. Like, they didn't really break us down. Mane hit the bar from a shot. Um, but anyway, cool. Um, last minute of the game, corner comes in. Firmino, I don't know how many headers he scored in his Liverpool career. Free header. And to lose the game like that was sickening. But on the balance of play, I personally feel we deserve the draw. People will say Liverpool deserve to win because of their, their dominance of the game. I think we were good value for a draw, but we took the L on that one. And um, yeah, we obviously moved on to Leicester on on the weekend. Um, before so, we move on to Leicester game, Calv, yeah. we're gonna get Kenner's um, view on it. You yeah. signed another player because you, you mentioned it. If um, there's no goals from Son or Kane, um, you need someone else. What about what's his name? V- v- Vinicius? Vinicius? Oh, Vinicius. That? Yeah. Where's he at? Um, yeah, I mean he's mainly played most of his games in the Europa League and to be fair to him he has scored in that competition 
he hasn't really been given an opportunity in the league. Maybe that opportunity will come over the Christmas period of, with the amount of games. It's clear that Kane has to play, Son has to play most games. And if you're going to play those two, it's hard to get him in as well, considering he is a central striker. But, um, you know, in maybe not so much the Liverpool game, but in other games, we can maybe try and play two up top. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, we'll, we'll talk about Vinicius. We can talk about Bale, Lucas Moura, whatever else. I think it is time for people to step up now. Um, is that 1-0 City already? Jesus, the yeah. game has kicked off. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Strides, are you, are you concerned about any, like, potential burnout? Because I feel like Son and Kane just play 90 minutes, like, week in, week out without felt. Mm. Do you know how what? Are you like, about any potential rotation over Christmas? It's, it's one of them ones where, like, we've obviously got Wolves after oh, our next games against Wolves, and then we've got Leeds after that. And we all know Leeds; they they run more than anyone in the league. So I am a slightly concerned because I don't think you can you can rest or, or even not play them because if you do, you, you're going to get punished. I, I can't look and say I'll be confident if Lucas comes in. I'll be confident if Vinicius come in, and we're, they're going to have the same effect or the same impact that, that Son and Kane have. So, I don't know. I'll have to monitor it. We know Kane gets one big injury a season and it is usually around Christmas. So, fingers crossed not. But it is time for other people to to take the load a little bit and, and sort of step up to the plate, man. Because I, I've been banging on for a while about how good our squad is and things like that. And it's all well and good doing the Europa League. But we need to see this come, this happen, sorry, in, in the Prem as well. Uh, cool. So, Kenna, um say your verdict of that 2-1 win. Yo, we deserve to win? What the hell? We are... <laughs> now, okay, okay. Be- being fair, I- 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 I'm the same. I thought it would be a draw just because how Jose would set up and it, like Carvin said, itself exactly how everyone thought. <laughs> I think we deserve to go ahead. We were good value for it. Um, they got their one opportunity in, be- in behind with Son. That was their first one they scored. Fair play. And then I always say, no, it's not even I always say, there's a there's a saying of when you get a shot at the king, you have to take it. And Tottenham had their shot, man, to break our whatever 65-game record, to win first team to win at Anfield in three and a half years. They had their chances. They can't complain. So in the end, people say, oh, they created the better chances, so deserve the win. I'm, I'm the opposite. I think we absolutely controlled the game. Maybe we didn't create as many good quality chances as them. But we had, I think, 11 shots on target, 76% possession. We had more possession against um, Spurs than we did against a 10-man Chelsea beginning of the season. They had a man sent off at half-time and we had less possession than that. So we were, I, I think we were in control of the whole but game. Kenna, you say that. In general, in general, we were in but control Kenna, of... You say that, but we, like, similar to when we played Arsenal, and, and like, as much as you, we allowed you to have possession, and... You can say... Uh, you did, you that's, did that's more than point. Arsenal, no, no, no. No, but we, point. you didn't like, really hurt that, us. I think, I think we... Okay, let me put it this way, of where if you knock on the door, it will break. That's the, that's almost the, the outlook I always have. And that's the gripe I have with Spurs slash Jose in the big games of where if you allow people, especially good players, good players, if you give them the ball and allow them to continue creating chances and apply pressure on you, the door will break. And I agree with you. I think you said we scored off a set piece. Fair. But that set piece comes from us basically camping in your final third and having the chance to put a corner in. Liverpool, we're one of the best set-piece takers in the whole world and you're allowing 
Robertson, Trent, etc., to put crosses into your box and making you defend. As a as an attacker, I'm like, okay, I'm camping into your um, in your box. When a chance falls my way, I am gonna take it, and we're more than good enough to do that. So in my head, we we were good value for the win of where we dominated the game. We create the most chances, maybe not as good high quality, but man, like I said, you had to come to Liverpool and you had the opportunity to do it and you didn't take your chances. So that's what happens. Uh, same this then. Um, so we're going to hit it back to UC Strides. Um, you guys then had a um, game on Sunday um, against Brendan's Leicester. They came to your grounds. Um I'm going to say you lost before you get at me. So, obviously, you guys lost. Yeah. What happened there, my G? Brother, do you know what? Yeah. I was actually very confident coming into this game because our record against Leicester is very good. Kane always seems to score against them. And post-restart, we played them. Um, we beat them 3-0, and we were fantastic on the day. We, we counted them every time they went forward. They had majority possession, but we counted them and Kane was potent in front of goal. And maybe they'd learnt from that to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, they came, they dominated the ball. They, without creating any real clear, clear cut chances, um, they were looking threatening. We were giving away silly, stupid free kicks in and around the box with Madison who can put the ball in a six point. So realistically, like we were almost like causing our own problems back there um and going forward we just looked like i don't know there was just nothing there was no fluidity we, we hardly put any chances together. i don't think we actually even created a chance in the first half to be honest with you um that i can remember so really poor with that being said um we're going in nil nil at half time and, and i sung his praises um in the chat on wednesday for how he dealt with sadio mane but Serge Aurier just being Serge Aurier. Fafane is back to goal. He's he's a centre back, so he's not going to butter Crofter and then lick it top bins. He's just going to lay it back and then I'll probably um, recycle the ball and whatever else. He barges into his back, gives away. I, I knew straight away before they even carried on and the ref said no and they went to VAR. I knew it was a penalty. It had to be a penalty. Eventually it gets given. You give Vardy a chance from, from the penalty spot. More often than not, he takes it. So being in a position of control um, without having the ball, we're 1-0 down. And again, the way we play under Jose, being 1-0 down is a problem for us because we don't tend to change how we play. So we'll be 1-0 down and still trying to play on the counter. And I don't think it works. Leicester come out second half, score straight away. Madison, um, but it was ruled offside. Touch and go over it's offside, to be honest with you. It was a great goal. Um we, we didn't change how we played. We brought on Gareth Bell at half-time. He didn't do anything. Um, we still looked very, very poor going forward. Son didn't have a sniff. Kane didn't have a sniff. Um, and eventually, they got a second goal. Ball in. Um, Vardy heads it onto all the world for an own goal. 2 nil down. Um, it, it had very much reminded me of the Everton game on the first day of the season, man. We just looked poor. Not the Spurs I've been used to. And... It kind of was a reality check for me because obviously, you know, I've been singing their praises in the big games and wherever else. And yeah, we were sitting top of the league. And I, I said, I take it with a pinch of salt. Things change quickly in this league. Um, we're now sixth. So, you know, from being top last week when we go to Anfield to being sixth a week later is it's a bit mad. Spursy, if you like. But I just feel the way we're playing, we're trying to play in every game. 
We did that against Palace. We got punished. Liverpool, okay, big game. We lost, whatever, pun it. And Leicester at home, I want to see us take the game to them a little bit more. So all in all, Munya, to be honest with you, we lost the game. We deserve to lose the game. Um, we got we got what we deserved, man. Leicester were the better side. Mad. Um, I, I like that, though. Honest with you um, from yourself. And um, I mean... You do sound disappointed, and to say that you deserve to lose against Leicester is a bit harsh, I would say. But mm. um, it is. What I've, it got, is. I've got to be real with it, G. Like, it's not like Liverpool, where I say we were good value for a draw because we created chances, and if we take the chances, we could be three one up in that game. We didn't have a sniff against Leicester, and you can't unless you create chances to score goals. You can never say you deserve to win a game. Yeah, that's facts, bro. Um, so you mentioned that obviously we first started dropping points against Palace and that's who Liverpool after the game against um, Tottenham that's how you went to face Kenner you went all the way to South London um, to play Palace and um, yeah how, how, how did that go for you boys? Yo three points at Palace isn't for everyone man like I said um, <laughs> I had my gripe last week of like, like Stride said and I said it last week of Jose not being on the front foot, not taking the game by the scruff of the neck. That's exactly what we did, man. We turned up. I think we started really well, um, went 1-0 up. And then there was a spell where Palace actually had a couple of chances slash half chances um, where on another day they should take. But same again, as I said about um, Tottenham. When you get chances against us, you have to take them because the quality we have is unreal. So just backing up one, the Minamina goal, the first and second touch, unreal. People are calling Minamina big shit, etc., etc. They need to they need to worry about um, their home their their own players. So Minamina was amazing in this game. The second goal was Mane's first touch where he kind of chopped it inside, wrapped it bottom corners. Um, the third goal was for me the goal of the game, probably the Firmino, um, the counter attack of where from a throw in, what is it, 20 yards in our own half, 10 seconds later, back of the net. So sweeping ups. It's just, I, I've said this all the time of where I gave Firmino criticism of um, the form he's in, but to me, he's my favorite Liverpool player. Just the source, the, the class. If you remember the goal of where he's kind of took it down, held off a player outside of the foot to Robbo and he's followed his run. Cross from Robbo, the touch was sumptuous of where he's basically just killed it in front of him then kind of a no-look outside the boot into the corner, just unreal goal. Um, after that, I think Palace were rattled. They came out in the second half and we just picked up where we were. So Henderson wrapped one into um, a great goal from Robbo of where just a nice little setup and then he's wrapped in to the opposite side. Um, then another Firmino goal from... Um, Salah came on 60th minute and Mane was fuming anyway um, Salah sets up Firmino 1v1 lot of dink over the keeper to make it 5-0 and then arguably again another goal of the game contender the, the Mo Salah goal of where he's absolutely oh no that was the, the last one the seventh but the, yeah the seventh one of where he just wrapped it into top corner and where you just you know like, you score so many goals you forget where you're at oh I, I didn't even oh, oh, that's the, been the, nice. the sixth one the sixth one was on the corner the Matif one he wins it and then um, a free header inside the six yard but that's that's when you know it's your day when Mo Salah is winning um, is unmarked and picking up a, a free header in the six yard box but 
yeah, that, that final one was unreal of where it reminds me of Salah versus Chelsea. Was it two seasons ago where he's just wrapped it into their top pegs? Yeah, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for me, it's funny of where I kind of looked at the game afterwards. And honestly, I don't think this was even our best performance. It was our most clinical performance. I think we had eight, shot, eight, eight, shots, on go- eight shots on target, seven goals. But I'd still put probably like the, the Leicester performance above this. Um, the Wolves' performance above this as a as a um, as a body of work, but yeah, someone was due to get a thumping, and it just had to be Palace, man. So yeah, we, we were brilliant, man. I just want us to to continue like this. And what actually makes me happier is, again, I know people say they have a good squad, but despite us being um, deflated and rotating even against Tottenham, of where Reese Williams got his, got his debut and was magnificent. We went back to Matip and Fabinho and we done look out of kilter. Minamino came in. That's the best performance I've seen Minamino play. And I think he's, it's almost now a year he's been at the club and that was his hands down his best performance. Henderson was magnificent. Um, yeah, just, just everyone. A really, really, really solid performance. Say less, my bro. But it is what it is. You look back on top of the league, is it now? You know, it's it's normal now. Three years in a row, top at Christmas. You know how the story will end, man. It's fine. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. Honestly, bro. Yeah, <laughs> cocky with it. I don't like it, man. <laughs> you know when you can, as someone said, yo. You know when you know your club can walk the walk. Yo, I'm gonna talk the talk, my G. Yeah, talk the talk when Salah dips and leaves your club, innit? Yo, you worry about yourself, my G. Worry about yourself, man. I'm worried about us, but boy, we're talking about you right now. <laughs> what are you saying about Salah? No, we're all good. You, you know, just quickly, my stance on this. Cash in. I'm not worried. I've always said um, every player has a price. If whoever wants to come and buy him, 120 mil, cash in, age 29. Bro, we've got Diogo Hota um, as a replacement. We've got Harvey Elliott still to come in. And then we can still spend the 120 M's. So, yeah. Oh, good, man. I, I trust my board to do the right thing of where we, we're not going to waste 120 mil like certain clubs will. Come on, man. Boy. Sad thing. Cool. By the way, one last thing, Monia. You know, you know what they say about silence is golden? That sigh, I can live off that for a good week. <laughs> I'll live off that. Uh, killer, you're funny. Ah, uh, cool. Um, we're gonna go to the red side of Manchester. Um, things are looking better for them. Um, so yeah, press Charles. Who wants to do the first game, and whoever does the second game in it? Um, Charles, should I do the first? Kick, kick, kick it off first, man. Yeah, calm. So obviously we were away to uh, Sheffield. Um, coming in with obviously decent. Um, well, I say decent. Very good away form. Best in the league uh, at the moment. And um, yeah, I think my expectation coming into the game was three points. Uh, anything less would be a disappointment. Uh, Sheffield are by far and away the worst team in the league. Um, and the table shows that. Um, and yeah, expectation was, especially with how we lined up, uh, Pogba, Bruno, uh, uh, back in the side, Marshall, Rashford, um, had more than enough uh, talent within the team to get the win. Um, so the first uh, few minutes was a shaky few minutes for Dean Henderson. Uh, he he obviously had some kind of, a, I don't know, a brain fart. 
um, when he was meant to just clear the ball off his line and um, somehow rolled it into the feet um, of, uh, well, who, who was it that closed him Angolo. down? Um, I think it was yeah, Burke, wasn't it? Yeah, Burke closing closing down, and then um, yeah. um, uh, McGoldrick followed it up and, and slotted it in. But um, yeah, I don't know, don't know, really don't know what what Henderson was was thinking there, and it, it was a little bit concerning um, opening up the game. But uh, he he did eventually uh, settle in, which was all right. He had a couple of more shaky moments, but generally he, he pulled off decent saves. Um, but yeah, we we responded well. Um, we got the the second goal of the game to make it one one uh, for a Rashford goal. So um, Lindelof played a ball uh, from deep over the top from a great Rashford run. Uh, it was a curving run that Rashford made. Um, and like I've said uh, numerous times on the pod, um, Rashford's strongest weapon is running in behind, and I want to see him do more and more of that and really commit to that being his sort of his go to. Um, you know, go-to bit of Arsenal um, when when he plays. So he made a fantastic run, and um, it was it was a great finish uh, to make it one-one. And from then, that kind of like it settled us down. Um, you know, not really, not much coming back from Sheffield in the way of chances or or, or general play. I think you know Pogba had a really good game and was given given the space and time on the ball to dictate. And you know. A player as talented as Pogba, when you give him that time and space, he's obviously going to show you how how good he is. Um, so, for the second goal, um, was uh, you know just talking about Pogba, a fantastic pass from him. Um, it was an assist for Martial. He took the ball first time and, and played a lovely dink um, over the top for a run in Martial, uh, and Martial got off the mark for his first goal uh, within the Premier League, uh, which was good to see. Uh, well taken goal. Um, and yeah, really, really, like I say, um, it was, it seemed at that point that it was just total control and we were starting to move through the gears, um, and, you know, Pogba impressing again in the midfield, um, in, in the lead up to, uh, the third goal, uh, which was, uh, another, another Rashford goal, uh, questionable keeping, I must say for that goal. Um, what's the name of that, uh, what's the name of the Sheffield keeper again? Um, Ramsdale. Yeah, Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah, he he had a mare. Um, and yeah, he, he he did. He was doing some some wild stuff, but um, yeah, it was good that Rushford got got his goal, a free one up. We looked to be cruising, um, and then it seemed um like a Sheffield kind of switched the emphasis to, um, you know, getting crosses in the box and just kind of lumping it lumping it into to dangerous areas. And you know, you know the likes of Lindelof uh, struggle, struggle with with uh, you know the the aerial side of the defensive game at times, and that showed when we we let in the second goal uh, to make it look like a a, um, a closer game than it actually was, if we're speaking generally. Um, but you know, we did enough to get the win. Um, we, I mean, although the scoreline was three two, it didn't. You know, I didn't. I don't want to say I felt comfortable, but I didn't feel like there was enough coming back to warrant any any real scares. Um, although they did make it a three-two in the end, but yeah, comfortable uh, away game at Sheffield and uh, plus three points. Yeah, so happy man. All right, big chop. So with the following game, um, yeah. So obviously it was a big derby. Um, Obviously, not necessarily by sort of um, 
geography wise, but I think um, it was quite a, a massive game um, back when Leeds were were once a part of the Premiership. So um, yeah, big 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 stakes. I think in terms of sort of assets to fans, it would have been a quite a big L to take if we was going to lose. But um, yeah, it was a very very entertaining game as a whole. Like I think. Um, Gary Neville was saying it during the commentary that if there was one team sort of set up to sort of not be able to handle United strong points, it is Leeds because obviously they go for that sort of that one-to-one, well, man-for-man sort of play, which is, if you sort of played football before, is very, like, different in comparison to how other teams sort of set up. Um, but, yeah, the game was interesting. Um, my guy, Mick Sauce, <laughs> started the game off like a bullet, like... I thing is, I've, I've I've watched a lot of McTominay, and obviously when he first broke into the team under Jose, and I've always thought he he seemed like he was kind of being held back. Obviously, he's not our most talented attacking midfielder. However, I think he's got the attributes to, to go forward a lot more than sometimes he does um, and make the difference and be the spare man. I mean, his first goal sort of illustrated how I, I sort of envisage sort of seeing him um, very sort of scholars-esque, sort of arriving onto the ball, um, hit it first time um, to make it 1-0. Um, and then the second goal, um, again, to him driving forward, uh, Marshall with sort of a very acute pass, um, sort of back, like, so almost like a reverse pass. Um, McTominay runs into it and a nice little finish um, to make it two. Um, and, and yeah, we, we just started like basically an onslaught. Um, Fernandez, I said, our first goal. Um, what is wet in it? I think um, I saw on, on the stats top 10 goal scorers this season and he's the only midfielder um, and he's just to say for everyone that was called him Pedandes he's actually got the most goals as a midfielder um, um, away from penalties um, so yeah we move um, he got his goal uh, then Vic Lindelof I think creeps creeps in from a Marshall sort of flick on he gets a goal um, I'm really sort of I remember we were talk, I was talking to Prez about the game when we saw the team and we saw Dan James's name and we were like oh Mm-hmm. I actually could. I, I saw the vision. Obviously, it's easy to say than to, it's easiest to say now in hindsight. But I knew that Leeds obviously play a very high line, and 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 the way, the way to beat them is going to be basically winning our our our, 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 man, our man battles. Um, and obviously, I think Dan James being able to he, he's the good thing about him is he's, he's proper fast. Yeah. So, um, I feel like he, yeah, him him sort of playing in, in the team. I, I could understand what he probably was going for, but. Whether to say it's going to work or not, obviously it was another thing. But obviously he got his goal, which was very important. I probably believe for his confidence. Um, I think um, Bruno Fernandez got another a pen. Um, Marshall won it with some good work in the box. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously Leeds <laughs> don't like you. You see six two, and you probably think it was a pamming like a one way traffic. But they gave mm. as good as they got. I think it's just it was just a case of obviously we had a lot more quality um, in our finishing. But they, every single time we scored, they came back again and again yeah. and again. They scored some two really. They scored from a header, I think their first goal and their second goal was a very very well taken finish. Um, it's not easy to sort of obviously to score a scream against the Gea, but but he made it look easy. I think it was Dallas. Um, but yeah, all in all, very entertaining game. Um, three points. I think I was looking at this week. Well, going into Christmas, thinking we basically to have any chance of, you know, be being in it. In, in a good position, we need to basically win all our games in Christmas. So we've started started off well. Um, and yeah, I know you're going to touch on obviously the games that we have coming up, but we've got uh, Carlin Cup tomorrow against Everton. Um, I think he's going to rest players, so I'm not putting my whole sort of my whole salary on us 
hoping a victory to be honest because it's going to be a difficult game. But but yeah, it's looking a lot more positive than it was a few weeks back. A proper turnaround for Newman, like um, as you said as well. And uh, uh, looking at the table, you guys got a game in hand, yeah. and um, yep. you can literally go second. So um, a very very big turnaround. I'm just saying that. though, in it like disclaimer on it all, yeah. I'm not looking at my club thinking, well, title challenges. Do I? I remember. I think I've made it. I put. I put on record. Me and Kellen have a bet that United aren't going to finish. I think above ten points behind Liverpool. And I always looked at this season as I basically want us. We're not going to go and win the league and now and basically make up twenty something points. But I want us to be a lot closer to the, the eventual title winners. Um, and obviously, I think this at this point, our thirteen games last season, we were ninth. I think. We had won three or four games, um, and we've lost. We lost a couple and drew a couple, but we're, we're being a lot more consistent in the league, and you know, which is which is good. Um, and I think that game against Leeds was important to sort of bury those hatchets about us not being able to win at Old Trafford or even score goals. Um, so yeah, it was a positive result, but I'm not getting carried away, basically. Nah, on that bat, you know how vexed I'll be if I owe you peas. boy. I know you've been looking at the league thinking, bro, when these man going to drop points? I know you have, boy. <laughs> nah, yeah. saving me, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. On the move. All right, cool. So it's going to be interesting run now. We've got that winter special where we're going to have Boxing Day games. Games are going to be flying left, right and centre. So... For our listeners, please keep on the socials. We'll keep you updated for the next episode um, of when we're gonna when that's gonna be. But yeah, once again, guys, thanks for listening in. It's been a heavy week. Um, and obviously, when we next meet you, we're gonna have more to discuss as per usual. Um, we're in tier four in our ends. Don't know where you're at, you could be tier one, tier two, tier three. But are you gonna say stay oh, safe? You used to laugh at it. I'm tier uh, two now, my <laughs> G. Oh, we're living up, up here. I can't and- believe that. <laughs> just tears all around for Arsenal fans man <laughs> exactly um, but yeah for our listeners have a very very good Christmas and if you don't have an episode before New Year's have a good New Year's Merry Christmas Merry y'all Merry Christmas peace peace, peace. peace. <laughs> hey Kai.